Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. want to remind you about our friends at RGS Exteriors. They will improve the curb appeal for your house with James Hardy Brickstone and Stucco Exteriors, along with Soffit Fascia and Rain Gutters. Check them out at rgsutahsiding.com. Austin, uh, let's cue up a little uh, what's going on music. It's time to get to what's going on. We do it at the top of the 3 o'clock hour where we catch you up on what's been going on across the Zone Sports Network throughout the day. Ah, that song just makes you feel good, doesn't it, Gordon? All right, uh, let's start things off. And we've been talking about this a lot today on the show. Obviously, big topic in jazz land, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell and their relationship. Joe Ingles, of course, joins DJ and PK each and every week, every Thursday, when possible. Uh, during the season, sometimes that bumps around a little bit, depending on their schedule. But uh, during this uh, uh, situation, Gordon, Joe has continued to come on with those guys once a week. And it's always, always can't miss radio. And we want to play you a chunk. Uh, this is three, four minutes of that conversation specifically addressing Donovan and Rudy. So last week, a story comes out that says uh, an anonymous quote that the relationship between Gobert and Mitchell is, quote, unquote, unsalvageable. And shortly thereafter, you put out a tweet. You put out a tweet that said, LOL. What was that tweet about? I was laughing out loud. (laughs) About what? (laughs) Uh, I can't really remember what it was. It was a few days ago, wasn't it? Obviously, something, I don't know, something, maybe Miller said something funny, or maybe Miller was trying to pronounce the word unsalvageable or something. I can't really remember, but um, <laughs> I'm glad it's been salvaged. You know, jazz fans want to believe it's been salvaged, but there's a big chunk of jazz fans who, in here, until they hear it from Donovan, aren't going to believe it. Oh, can we, can we get, should we get Donovan on the line and see if it's salvaged? A lot of jazz fans, I'm dead serious about this. I'm not joking around at all, Joe. A lot of jazz fans would appreciate it if you got Donovan to say that. He could could come on our show and say it. He could hold up his phone and say it into his phone so they can see his face. And then he could post it on social media. But I'm telling you, there are scars from stuff that happened here before you were born. There are scars. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It's just jazz fan, (laughs) and there are just scars, and people wear it every day. And this is just this is one more thing, and it it doesn't have to do with Rudy or Donovan. It has to do with jazz fans. What did Rudy come out and say the other day? Right, but he's not the uh, he's not the aggrieved hurt party here, which is why. And and Joe, Joe, we could do a whole lesson in jazz history, in Utah sports history, and in Utah history. But there's just a <laughs> lifetime of this stuff, and this is one more straw on the camel's back. And it it I I, I think it's tough when you're in the locker room um, because people don't know and can't know. I think we know more. PK and I know more than the average fan, but there's a lot of stuff we still don't know. And we know we don't know it. And we know that it's hard to throw it out there. It's kind of like if you've read about this MJ documentary that's coming out. And Jordan's like, well, when people see behind the scenes, they're still not going to have all the context. They're going to think I'm a bad guy. And so I get why people don't want to put it out there. I 100% understand. And yet I also know that jazz fans are wearing all this agony and all this heartbreak from other situations that have gone wrong for whatever reason. And like, oh, boy, here we go again. And they just... There's a segment of them that just can't shake that feeling until they see it from Donovan, see the look in his eyes and realize he's serious because it matters to them a lot. 
Like from from what I know, uh, and I I feel like I've I, I know a fair bit of got what's going on with our team. Being uh, a piece of of the roster and being in a group chat and all that, I'd be like I said on the Sam Amix podcast, however many weeks ago. That was like maybe three weeks ago or something. When I, when it was so unsalvageable. Um, I said that our team would be completely fine. I was confident in that. And, like, uh, I mean, people, <laughs> I had a lot of tweets like, oh, if Joe thinks it's, it's all good, then it will be all good. And I'd be even more confident now saying that, that we're going to be totally fine. I was confident back then saying it. Otherwise, I obviously wouldn't have said it. I'm not going to say something I don't believe in. Um, I thought it back then, however many weeks ago. And like I said, I think, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, they obviously had a little bit of a frustration there. I think everyone in the situation was frustrated at different things, not not Rudy. Um, my frustration was like getting home to my family. Like I wanted to be here with my family. I didn't want to. I didn't want to talk to anyone in our team. I didn't. I didn't speak to anyone in our team for the first ten days, two weeks, because I was my one and only concern was was my family and making sure they were okay and making sure the kids were, were healthy and. Obviously, me kind of st- staying away from them to, to maybe if I if I had it or didn't have the symptoms or whatever the the things to be. So I think um, there was frustration from everyone's part in, in different in in different uh, ways and different feelings. But um, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I believe our team will be completely. They've spoken. We've all spoken. We've been in group chats. We've been, like it's like it's, it, it's it's completely. It's we're going to be fine. Everyone. I don't know the histories and all of it. And we could maybe sit down off camera or off radio one day, and we'll we'll have a big chat about it. And I'll write it in my notes and um, see what I can do to to help it all. But um, yeah, we'll be fine. That was Joe Ingles from this morning on DJ and PK, and you heard David James, you know, press Joe pretty well on the, on the fact that uh, we haven't heard it from Donovan and how the fans are feeling. And I, I get the feeling, Gordon, that, that Joe is just doing his best there to encourage everybody that uh, that it's going to be fine. And and I believe Joe when Joe said, or I let me put it this way, I believe that Joe believes what he's saying, and I believe Joe. Oh yeah, there's. Uh, I believe that Joe thinks he's on top of it and that he thinks that it can be it can be worked out but here's the uh, this I guess my question is I thought DJ laid it on there pretty thick do you think jazz fans are walking around absolutely paranoid yes you don't uh not really I mean I think they they care about it and they care a lot about it but or do they really think that this is all. Do you think it, it is a flashback to other things that have happened? Yeah, I. I okay, I, so l- let's list the things that have happened that have led up to point. And I'm not talking about between Rudy and Donovan. I'm talking about the way Jazz fans look at their team. Uh, I mean, you can go back to Derek Harper. You can go back to uh, Roni Cycli. You can go to Darren Williams was going to force, or or at least the franchise thought he was going to to force his way uh, out of town. Of course, Gordon Hayward leaving. I mean, I I think that that any 
NBA fan base would be paranoid about their two superstars not getting along. But, but I, don't I don't think it's think, necessarily unique to is... jazz fans, but I get why jazz fans would be a little on edge given their history. I'm 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 actually surprised that you're not uh, getting the sense from more jazz fans that there isn't concern about it no, at very least cuz I I've been getting texts from my buddies who are jazz fans left and right. No, I think there's concern, but I don't think I think this is completely independent of anything that's gone on before. Well, I, I don't think anything can be independent of what's gone on before because that's human nature. But I mean, I guess what, what, what you're, you mean? How is this connected? We're all uh, we're all um, a result of our cumulative experiences. Yeah, but I, I don't see the tie between what's happened, what Derek Harper thought fifteen or twenty twenty five years ago. As to what 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 a disagreement going on between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert? I think Jazz fans are afraid one is going to force his way out because he doesn't want to be here. And there's other examples that I just pointed out of players that didn't want to be here huh. for whatever reason. Okay, well, I I I I thought this was about other things. I thought this was about a current situation, not about. Anything that had anything to do with this particular team or this franchise or this market or the fans or any kind of opportunity that's here or not here, uh, I, th- I thought it was just kind of a, a dispute between teammates that were having a difficult time coexisting. But you're, you're talking about two different things. You, you asked about the fan base, not the actual situation. Yeah, yes, know, what you're the, talking about, a situation is certainly independent of what's happened here before. Yeah, but and it is the a, fan base are observing what's going on. And so my my thing, are they connecting all of these things from the past? I think their feelings about what has happened in the past affect their feelings now. Absolutely. I think, uh, Gordon, I think jazz fans see Donovan and Rudy and say, wow, we've got something going here. Two young players who are continuing to improve, that their games seem to be somewhat complementary. I mean, we've we've talked a lot about that this week on whether they fit together as players. But I think most fans out there are pretty encouraged by the fit. You know, I, I think almost every Jazz fan out there thinks Rudy's the best defensive player in the league and sees Donovan as a, a potential, you know, 28 including yourself, 28-point-a-night type of score and a a legit number one in the NBA and don't want to see that end, want to see that continue here in Salt Lake City, don't want to see that mm, divided by some sort of, you know, locker room issue or have that come to an end prematurely because of something that mm, is is, uh, not, I don't know, because they don't want to be here. But again, I ask the question, why should a fan connect the things that happened in the past with this particular situation. Why not? Well, because it's not related. It is related. It happened to the Jazz. It happened to the fan base. I know, but there's no connection between... That, by definition, is related. What? It's happening with the same franchise. That is related. (laughs) Okay, but it's a whole different scenario. With including different people, different coaches, different management, every it just had. I never made that connection. I never thought, oh boy, here we go. Donovan Mitchell is mad at Rudy Gobert, and he wants out of Utah or has some sort of problem with being with the Jazz. 
I, I, I think it's, it's got something to do with what's happening in the here and now and, and no connection whatsoever with troubles of the past. And, 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 and I understand the, the connotation there that DJ was talking about, but for fans, I'm saying fans should look at it, should not let what's happened in the past affect the way they feel about what's happening right now because those two things aren't related. I, I I don't think the, I don't think what you're saying is possible. Compartmentalizing the situations and forgetting about what's happened before. Yeah, because what happened before was due to other circumstances, other things. They're it's worried not... about it happening again. But the cause of it isn't the same. So, I don't I I, I don't think that that I don't think the cause is really the point. They want to see these two continue to play well together. And that's ultimately what we're looking at. Okay, but just like they wanted, they wanted Gordon Hayward to stay because it was going well. They wanted him to continue on that trajectory, and it didn't. Right. So how is that not? How is that not? Those those feelings about that not related? Because his issues are different than what these issues are. I think it's the end result that people are worried about, not the issues. Hmm. All right. I mean, I, I honestly don't think that your average jazz fan cares if Donovan and Rudy like each other or not. If they're having some sort of issue in the locker room, as long as it does, doesn't affect the wins and losses, I honestly don't think fans care. I think fans care about seeing a team with a tremendous amount of potential not reach that potential because one player doesn't or the other yeah, doesn't want to be here. Yeah, I agree with you on that. So I, I, I guess the, the underlying issues... Uh, are not what I think people are concerned about. Right? They want to see Donovan and Rudy win a, ch- win a title together. Right? We've talked about that a lot on this show. So anything that, that would put that in jeopardy would be concerning to fans. I certainly understand that. But not because of what's happened in the past, only because of what's happening right now and the potential they see in this particular group. Uh, okay, I, I'm I'm not saying that different fan bases would feel any differently, but the journey that a jazz fan has been on over their lifetime, of course, is going to affect how they view these circumstances. I mean, okay. if if you're the Lakers, if you're a Laker fan, you say, "Oh, I don't care, move on. We're going to sign the next guy." If you're a jazz fan. You can't feel that way because big name free agents don't just replace other teams or other players like they do in select few markets. You know, had to, to win. You don't, a, think, you don't think Rudy Gobert grows on trees? Yes. Yes. And certainly Rudy Gobert doesn't leave another franchise and come to Salt Lake. <laughs> so All Rudy right. and Donovan are not replaced, uh, easily replaced by. A free agent, and, and actually, this the franchise. To be honest with you, got extraordinarily. I don't want to say lucky because obviously a tremendous amount of work went into it. But the fact that they drafted Donovan when they did, and he was so he he plugged so easily into Gordon Hayward's role, and in fact, you could even argue exceeded what Gordon Hayward uh, did with that role. I mean, when when has that happened in the NBA? That never happens. Usually we go through a process like we did with Gordon Hayward where he's not very good at the beginning and you have to go, all right, just hold the phone, wait, let him develop, let him develop. 
And it's this it's this eternal process of hope where you never see the the actual realization of the potential. And we see that with Donovan Mitchell and we see that with Rudy Gobert. And why? I mean, I, I don't blame a fan who would be concerned about that future because the future is bright, just like it was with Gordon Hayward. Yeah, but again, my my question about that whole I I, I get everything you just said and I agree with it, except for the connection of what happened twenty years ago. That 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 doesn't seem like that would really come into play that much. Because now. there's a reputation around Utah, or not around Utah, around the NBA that players don't want to play here. But that that's not the case. That's not what this has to do with, is it? Unless. There's a, it runs a lot deeper than what I understand it to do. But the end result I mean, could be if, the same. If, if That's Donovan where it Mitchell is. Mitchell is somehow doing this dance so that he can, as an exit strategy, so he can go play in New York or L.A. or Miami or something like that, then uh, is, is that what you believe is happening? It's more that if players were beating down the Jazz door to play here, maybe people would be less paranoid. But the history suggests something entirely different. Okay. Well, I, I think they will work it out. I think this is something that is, although the cryptic nature of Donovan's behavior is is a little strange to me. I mean, I, I, I yeah, but I don't know. He can only feel what he feels, right? I mean, it's his, it's his mindset. It's it's his feeling. So, I it's it's easy for us to sit there and say, okay, Donovan, get over it. Come on. You know, but if he feels it deeply, then he feels it, and that's that's his prerogative. But certainly, as an observer of what's happening, and knowing the way Quinn Snyder runs his team, and how much he stresses team, and he stretches, he stresses togetherness, working together, uh, doing what's necessary to be successful, and doing it not as individuals, but uh, as the group as a whole then that, that's something that I think uh, will get worked out uh, because there are smart, reasonable people involved in this process. Would you agree with that? And I have no problem with disagreement. I mean, I think guys do that all the time. We've talked about that before. People who work together in close quarters, sometimes if they're driven, if they're smart, if they're talented, then sometimes they're going to clash. It's just I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing at all, and I think it – can ultimately be a good thing. Everything doesn't have to be all sweet and sweet-faced all the time. Uh, I, I, when, in fact, I get nervous when people put project that because that to me isn't real. I think people who are talented, smart, driven are going to bang up against each other sometimes, and it's going to cause problems. And to do those problems, it's not. It's it is like marriage from this standpoint. You know, if you you got to know how to resolve conflict and move forward in a productive way. And hopefully that that's the state of mind of both Rudy and Donovan and not just Rudy and Donovan, but the people who work around them. Those people have influence on these guys. You can't be having someone coming from the outside or even from the inside saying, hey, Donovan, come on, you need to get out of there. You need to go do something different. Uh, That hasn't been Donovan's uh, way in the past, and and, and I guess hopefully for the Jazz's sake and for the fans' sake moving forward, it won't be his M.O. now. Um, 
Okay. Um, I mean, there's there's kind of a lot there. I, I don't think we know um, how Donovan feels because he hasn't really shared it. So, I mean, we well, can... we know we what can, his behavior has been in the past. I know, but we can... We can personify all these lovey-dovey feelings but the the fact is is that he feels differently or you would think that he would say differently now i do do i agree with you that things can be put to rest and and maybe even um this could be turned into a positive 100 percent. but do i also think it could go the other direction absolutely and that's what yeah. fans are worried about and and right now we're talking about fans not necessarily reality of the situation because frankly we don't know well, they and, and what worried. Joe they, says they sounds be fine. Worried but about that, Jake. I'm not. They should be worried about that, but they shouldn't be worried about it because of what Gordon Hayward did. Aaron tweets in. I think he puts it really well. Uh, our friend Aaron on Twitter. He says, "I think the attitude from the fan that makes it related is quote Oh, great, here we go again.' Unquote. It is different people involved, but from a fan perspective, it's sort of a great, just our luck kind of thing." <laughs> I don't believe in that crap. What crap? I, th- I think he makes a great point. What are you talking about? Uh, I do. What Whenever do I hear mean? a big loud bang outside my house, I'm like, oh, another tractor coming through my house. <laughs> Every time. Nah, I don't believe in that stuff. What stuff? No, uh, seriously, what stuff don't you believe in? Well, this idea that there's some great parallel in the universe, some connection between what's happened in the past and what's going on right now. Oh, our dumb luck. Come on. This it's, has nothing to do with that. He's not saying like some sort of cosmic force, Gordon. He's saying he wants his team to catch a break and and build what they had with Stockton and Malone and not have something interrupted. Not right, not saying I nothing. think this that uh, somebody's nothing. got this a a voodoo doll that they're stabbing. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's no, the, it it's the feeling it that you want to, to see the Jazz have two superstars, <laughs> which you think is where this is going. But they're not connected, Jake. That's what I'm saying. Okay, you can be, you can hope as a fan. That's what fans do: hope for the best, you know, all that. But there, there's no, there's no theme here. It's just these two having to get their heads together. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. They're they're two separate situations. That's a fact. Yeah, happening to the same team, however, <laughs> and the the same group Are of fans. Are you suggesting? Is there some sort of goat involved in this? Is the curse of Babe Ruth involved? No, in this there's somehow? there's no curse. I mean, you know, what about somebody who had a tough time uh, during the the Great Recession around '08, and now they're looking around economically and going, "Oh, great, here we go again." Are you saying, "Well, they're completely unrelated," so why would you even feel that way? <laughs> okay, that's a bit of a stretch of an. Analogy. How is that a stretch? <laughs> because because it's not the same problem. It's it, in my analogy, it's not the same problem. Man. One was a housing crisis, uh, and uh, one is uh, a, a pandemic. But yet they're still worried about economic ruin, ruin and I don't blame right, them. Let's one personalize bit. this a little bit. Austin has had a string of bad luck, but one incident isn't related to another. Oh, you're barking up the wrong tree with that one. If you're trying to prove a point with that one, I don't think you're gonna you're gonna get the answer that you're expecting. <laughs> but I'm trying to put it in a sense that you know is nonsense. I, I'm I get and, and how fans he around from here his mansion. feel. I, I I certainly understand how fans feel. The, the fact that a tractor fell into his wall has nothing to do with the fact that he got 
stuck on a curb somewhere in his neighborhood previously so that everybody with a cop so that all his neighbors could drive by and see him sitting in the curb what about uh three days after moving into my new house the pipes froze huh (laughs) or that night i got a flat tire in a blizzard and the next day when i went to get the tire fixed they stripped the stud off the wheel of the car huh so what are you suggesting then, Austin, that you did something happen in a previous life that, that, that uh, put you in a no. situation of peril all the time? No, I'm just tough enough to endure these things unlike someone else uh, that might not endure it well. I don't know. Wait, can, can I just say this, though? But, but uh, That the, was not a shot at either of you. No, no, no. I, I know, so. but, but to say that one incident wouldn't affect how Austin dealt with another is ridiculous. <laughs> I think We're, he's saying no, it wouldn't cause no, the next. It wouldn't happen, cause yeah. the next, but I'm talking right. about deal with it. We're not talking about causation here. We're talking about how fans feel. No, I'm, We're not talking saying, about causation. Jake, yes, Jake, we, we can all agree Jake, they're different situations. What Gordon, I'm saying, we can all is, agree that one happened years ago and one is happening now. And what I'm saying is that look at it logically. Don't look at it emotionally. Well, why is that? Fun? We're, we're not talking about me. We're talking about fans. And, and, when I, and that's what I'm saying. Don't worry about what's happened in the past because look at it logically that these two, completely separate from anything else that's happened, had a problem and now they need to work it out. It's got, it's, it, nobody's carrying this burden or should carry a burden with them like, oh my gosh, this is like Gordon Hayward or this is like Derek Harper or Ronnie Cycli or any. No. Oh, yes, the past can't hurt. But the way I see it, you can either run from it or learn from it. Think of it logically. And I know that's hard for fans to do, I guess, at times. Because they do. They feel it with their with their heart. And uh, whatever. Well, I guess this really isn't that important for what, us to spend all day arguing. What if over. your logic is incredibly flawed? How is my logic flawed? Because you're telling fans to compartmentalize their feelings based on a circumstance, which is impossible, because none of us can do that. Completely different than the other correct, but it all to do with this. All right, let's get out of the zone. Phone joining us now from oh no, uh, we'll get to Tom a little bit later on in the show. I apologize. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Uh, We'll talk a little golf, as it looks like golf still working hard to get back. And playing, don't forget Sam Amick at the top of the 4 o'clock hour, Tom Fornelli at 4.30, Trevor Booker at 5. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah, 8th to the 14th is the first week. That's the Charles Schwab Challenge, and that's, that's played at Colonial Country Club in, in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, that's a great golf course. Um, my dad won there a couple of times. Ben Hogan, um, that's kind of where he lived uh, there in Shady Oaks uh, golf courses. But um, it's a – yeah, I, I, I would love it if that's – if we came back in the middle of June – um, and we were able to see. It looks like the PGA Tour will play without um, without fans for the first four weeks of the year. 
for the first four weeks they come back. Yeah. Um, at least that's what they're talking about. And so I think they, I think what they want to do is they just want to get things going and rolling because there's a lot of different things just besides playing golf. There's all the guys that have an opportunity to keep their card um, for next year. Um, there's the guys that had, had qualified that don't have as much status that that need to have an adequate amount of times to play to be able to get into the into the playoffs at the end of the year and keep their card for the next year. There's just there's just a lot going on with this besides just just getting back and playing golf. That was Bob Casper on with Scotty and Hans earlier today. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us part of your day. We've got a Mountain America market update coming up at 3.50. Uh, but, yeah, Gordon, the PGA Tour is proceeding with the understanding that they're going to try and get things kicked off in early June, maybe without galleries, but get an event in at the Colonial. Yeah, it gets back to what we were talking about earlier, Jake, and that is sports will proceed but in what form? And I think the fact that people, fans, the gallery will not be there, then okay. Then then as long as the players are tested and as long as the individuals who are involved in putting on the tournament are safe and safe from one another, then yeah, you can do it. And then we can enjoy it via the TV cameras. And that's just the reality we're working with right now. And get used to it because it's going to happen in other sports too. I wonder if they will test uh, the athletes when it comes to to golf. It's certainly a different sport than the others. There's not as much contact. It's it's why I actually think that uh, the the city golf courses being open here in Salt Lake I think is a great thing because it's a sport that you can do uh, with some distance and uh, you can limit that that contact and and what would actually spread. That's why I'm really in favor of of the PGA being kind of one of the sports that really tests the waters because it's it's not a sport with a whole lot of risk. I mean, you brought up the point if you did like a biodome with basketball and one person tested positive, what would that be? I mean, with golf, isn't that a totally different story? Because you still have golfers, you have caddies, you have uh, people who who are involved in running the tournament there's got i i don't think a caddy and a golfer are going to stand 10 feet apart from each other yeah but that's two people i mean the 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 point is the um you don't want it to spread um what's what's the word i'm looking for exponentially you know like the the that map i'm sure that uh, everybody saw right with the spring breakers and where they went back to i mean that that's the ultimate fear that you're dealing with is is not necessarily that one person gets infected it's that it just by having one person infected that leads to 3 which leads to 9 which you know goes on like that i mean in golf that's a sport where let's say a golfer did test positive and heaven forbid is caddy well those two could have been isolated from everybody else and the risk of that exponential spread is so much significantly lower with the sport of golf than it would be basketball who you're coming in contact with everybody else on the other team at one point or another during the game but if the if the uh, testing is available, then then why wouldn't it be a good idea to get everybody tested? Okay, yeah, I I got it. I mean, yeah, you do what you can to be as safe as you possibly can. But I think that's the beauty of golf is I I don't think it's as risky as other sports. Well, you're still reaching into the same cup. You're you know the caddies are touching the same flags. 
I, I don't know. I mean, well, one, I, you don't I'm, have to take the pins out anymore. That's a rule change. And two, you know what they've done at, at Salt Lake City courses is they make the cup where it's uh, it's probably an inch deep as opposed I'm to pretty what it sure usually is. I'm pretty sure on a PGA Tour they're not going to do that. Why? You think they're going to change the cup? Mm, why wouldn't they? We've been talking all week about adapting sports to exist. Why wouldn't you do something mm-hmm. like that? Mm-hmm. Okay. What do so you mean, what okay? Is it? You're being so dismissive. I don't understand. I just think they're gonna they're gonna continue to have the cup the way it was, and so in order for people to reach in and grab their golf ball, then they're gonna. What what? How else would you do it? Because how how are the local courses doing that? Oh, I just told you they make the cup where it's about an inch deep, so you don't reach down into a hole. Basically, you just you can pluck it with two fingers and not touch a thing. Hmm. All right, well, maybe that would be acceptable. Well, you know, I guess that's what I'm getting at. I don't see why not. I mean, I, that's what I'm saying with golf. I mean, it's it's really I the thought there was I thought I thought there was some sort of contraption that was if you if the ball hits it uh that uh it's good. Uh, I've seen that too. They they did that at least what like a month ago. That's how they were doing it at Bonneville. I don't know if that's still how they're doing it, but I know at Salt Lake yeah. City courses, the cup is just uh like an inch deep. If it's an inch deep, I wonder if that would make it more likely for the ball to skip over. I, I don't know the physics of that. Uh, I don't know what, if it would change it or not. Well, I'll but. tell you, if that's the detail that's preventing this thing from happening, then. Well, but, if you, if you, but if you have everybody tested, then you're okay anyway, right? I would assume. Don't golfers wear gloves? Put them out there with rubber gloves. <laughs> it seems like such a silly problem. I mean, that's I guess my whole point is with golf, it's easy to be safe. So why not have that uh, be the sport to lead the way? Okay, well, I'm eager to see it. It would be terrific. And you and you heard Bob there talking about it. You could hear the excitement in his voice. Yeah, I love that. I love that kind of passion for the game. Yeah, you and me both. All right, uh, let's get out of the zone phone. Joining us now, our good friend Tom from the warehouse. Two locations still open and serving you. Eighty six East University Parkway in Orem, nineteen sixty seven South, three hundred West in Salt Lake. Our good friend Tom joins us once again. And Tom, thanks for taking such great care of our listeners, even during this time. Uh, yeah, thank you guys. Hey, we've got uh, the adjustable bed deals of a lifetime. I'm going to do a special deal today on a king split set. We're going to do the set that we normally do for twenty four ninety nine. I'm going to take a five hundred dollar bill off of it and do it for nineteen ninety nine. This is a really nice head up foot up setup with a twelve inch hybrid. The mattresses alone are normally about $2,200 a side. We're going to do the entire package for $1,999. This is the deal, and we've talked about this before. This is the deal that's at the home show for $5,600 when the home show was going on. We're going to do it $500 cheaper because we need to move three truckloads of adjustable beds. And then don't forget, we've got the queen deals starting at $499. Uh, that's a queen head-up adjustable with a 10-inch mattress. Uh, incredible deal. Then if you want to step up to a little bit nicer, we've got one of the best deals we've ever done at 899 This is a base that has all the bells and whistles, including a 12-inch hybrid for only 899 
And then since Gordon's now back with us, I'm going to do a Gordon special. I'm going to do bunk beds for Gordon. Bunk beds are a commodity. They never go on sale. This is the twin over twin metal bunk bed setup. I'm going to do it for $139 instead of $199. So we've got some incredible deals. Um, I'm also going to do all of the bedding at 50% off, and that's 50% off Utah's lowest prices. And then we're going to do the check special, which is all end tables, 30% off already Utah's lowest prices. So come and see us. We're going to be uh, here all weekend. We're here at the warehouse, two convenient locations. Jake, we've adjusted our hours to accommodate people. We're only open from 11.30 until 6.30, and then Saturday from 11 until 7. All right, Tom. We'll send our listeners your way. Thank you, as always. 86 East University Parkway in Orem, 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake. Take advantage of the Jake special, the Gordon special, the Austin special, the Scotty and Han special. Pretty much, Tommy, you'll take care of anybody we send over. We're taking care of everybody. Thanks, buddy. Thanks. There you go. That's Tom from the warehouse. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. We do it every day at 3.50. Let's get out to the Zone phone. Uh, Joining us now from Mountain America Investment Services. It's time for a Mountain America market update. And joining us once again is our good friend, Chad Waddups from Mountain America. Chad, how are you, buddy? Happy Thursday. Doing great. Happy Thursday to you. Thanks for having me on again. Hey, our pleasure. We're glad you're able to do it. Let's uh, let's get our listeners filled in on exactly what's going on out there today. Yeah, it was an interesting day today in the market. The Dow and the S&P actually eked out a modest gain, which is nice. Both the rising just a little less than 1%, but the tech sector performed a little better, up 1.7. The overall market really has proven pretty resilient in the face of some pretty substantial challenges. Uh, just in the last three weeks, I'm sure everyone's aware we've seen 17 million people filed for unemployment. Retail sales have been off pretty substantially, and those sound pretty dire. I don't mean to come on here and just spew negativity, obviously, but you got to remember in the last 15 days, the stock market is up about 27%, and that's the fastest increase of that amount in that time frame since 1933. Um, but we also know that that came on the heels of the fastest ever 30% decline when we bottomed out on March 23rd. So it's been quite a ride. Um, what that means, in my opinion, like it typically does, the market is looking forward, kind of sees the potential of some better days. Uh, I'll relate that to a you know solid first-round draft pick that you know is going to do some great things, but you might just not get that production the first year, second year. It takes some patience and some time, but it'll come. And so the key then, Chad, uh, sounds like it's to stay as patient as possible, to, to make a plan and stand by it, and uh, don't freak out day by day. Yeah, it really is, Gordon. And as hard as that can be sometimes, that's been proven that that's the right strategy. We tend to let our emotions take over sometimes and want to react, and sometimes that can be the worst thing we can do. Well, Chad, hey, we appreciate you taking a few moments to jump on with us. As always, stay well, and uh, thanks for helping our listeners. Thanks. Appreciate you having me on. You're the man, Chad. 
That's our friend Chad Wadups from Mountain America Investment Services. Investment products sold through LPL Financial are not insured Mountain America Credit Union deposits and are not NCUA insured. These products are not obligations of the credit union and are not endorsed, recommended, or guaranteed by Mountain America or any government agency. The value of the investment may fluctuate. The return on the investment is not guaranteed and loss of principal is possible. All right, there you go. A Mountain America market update. Uh, We do it every day at 3.50. And just trying to keep our listeners, Gordon, informed on things other than sports sometimes as well, especially during these complicated times. Yeah, and with uh, the news of the day as far as unemployment goes and those kinds of things, it's always good to be updated about what's happening. And I love days like today when there's positive news about the market actually gaining rather than losing through choppy waters right now and that that's that's good to know yeah no doubt especially coming on the the heels of that jobs uh report i believe over 22 million people filed for unemployment across the united states which is just unbelievable um so it's it's good to hear that uh, that the market did all right amongst that news today so I almost get the feeling, Jake, that every that this is a time to to hang on, and I know that's easier said than done for some people who have certain responsibilities uh, for households and whatnot. But just hang on, hang on through the rough patches, the rough patch. Hopefully, it'll be, and uh, then uh, there can be a steady climb out of it, so that people will be able to provide for themselves and their their loved ones. That's really the most important thing of all. Yeah, seems like uh, that's, that point is being driven home over and over again. So we appreciate Chad jumping on with us and uh, keeping us informed. Coming up right around the corner, uh, the great Sam Amick from The Athletic is going to join the show. We'll not only ask you about uh, Rudy and Donovan. Uh, you heard, actually, in the bite we uh, played from DJ and PK this morning, Joe Ingles referred to the podcast that he did with Sam. So Sam's been following, obviously, this story from the beginning. We'll get his take on the latest coming up right around the corner. Also, uh, don't forget that Tom Fornelli joins us at 4.30, and uh, we'll have Trevor Booker at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. It's all straight ahead on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.